0: Hey, welcome to In Doubt. This week on the show, we have film critic Brett McCracken with us to explain the importance of movies and help answer the questions, what do I watch and how do I watch it?
1: I think one of the beautiful things about movies is that they slow us down. They focus our attention in such a distracted age, in such a fast paced world. Like where else do we sit still in one place and like like focus our gaze on one thing for two hours? The only other place I can think of is church.
0: Hey, it's Isaac here, the host of In Doubt. I wanna say a quick Happy Thanksgiving to all of our fellow Canadian friends. Um, to those in the U.S. and other countries, I will say, yes, we do celebrate Thanksgiving a lot earlier. Anyways, I'm really excited about this week's conversation because I love movies. I think a lot of us do. Um, but I also love the gospel, and I have a zeal for you know godly living, and I hope you do too. Um, Our love for movies and the gospel should make us pause and consider important questions like, you know, what do I watch? And then, you know, how should I really watch this? To help answer these questions, we have Brett McCracken with us this week. So let's just jump into this conversation with Brett. with me today is author and journalist Brett McCracken. Uh, Brett is the recent author of a new book called Uncomfortable, The Awkward and Essential Challenge of Christian Community, uh, but Brett is also a film critic, and if you listened uh, a little while ago, you would have known that Brett was already on the show, and now I'm telling you now that he's a film critic. So anyways, it's great to have you again on the show today, Brett.
1: Yeah, it's great to be back. Um,
0: so... First, if people didn't listen to the last conversation that we had together, um, how could you sort of sum up who you are in just a few sentences?
1: Uh, Yeah. So I'm a a writer. I'm a pastor. um, (laughs) I'm a journalist, so I I write film reviews. Um, Currently, I work at the Gospel Coalition. Um, I oversee the arts and entertainment, arts and cultures section of the Gospel Coalition's website. And for many years, I've written film reviews for Christianity Today, um, written a couple of books, um, probably my second book, Gray Matters, Navigating the Space Between Legalism and Liberty is kind of the most germane to this conversation we're going to have today. Um, and then I'm a pastor. So I, I work at a, I'm an elder at a church and it's kind of a part-time thing, but a, the church is a big passion for me. So I love bridging the, the worlds of the church and the arts and culture and helping helping there to be um, productive
0: conversations That's awesome. There, Yeah, and that's exactly what we're going to try to get into today. So, um, Brett, since this conversation is really on, uh, I just wrote the Christian criticism of visual media, but we're talking about film criticism, um, I think it's just best to start off with at this moment, because this is such a hard question, but at this moment in time, what would you say your favorite movie is and and why?
1: Uh, Okay, so favorite movie of all time or this year?
0: Well, if you have one for all time, then let's go for it. Usually, people don't don't they can't say that. So,
1: yeah. Well, my favorite film of all time is The Thin Red Line, mm. which is a World War II epic directed by Terrence Malick. Who, yes, if you've read anything I've written over the years, you you will know that I'm a huge Terrence Malick fan, and he's my favorite filmmaker inspiration to me. Mm. So, yeah, his his movie The Thin Red Line is amazing. Came out in 1998 when I was a high school sophomore and basically changed my life yeah so that's my favorite film of all time i would say in 2017 the best film i've seen really is dunkirk mm. so i i think it's that's a film it's just like brilliantly made yeah. and so powerful um,
0: for sure Oh, that's yeah. good uh just to say something about the thin red line i think that when i first watched that movie years ago I think the first thing that caught my attention was: isn't John C. Riley in that movie? He is, yeah. Yeah, and it kind of caught me off guard a little bit because I I was so used to seeing him in these comedies that finally right. he shows up in Thin Red Line, and I was so just kind of surprised. But it, yeah, it was a great film. So
1: well, everybody shows up in Thin Red Line. There's right. like every, right. everyone who is in <laughs> any sort of name actor in 1998 shows up.
0: Right in the thin red line. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So one of your titles is film critic. So in the formal sense, I mean, what does this mean? I think a lot of people maybe read that along people's like titles, but what does that even mean when we see that someone's a film critic?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, the the basic answer is it's someone who writes um, e- engaging essays uh, about films. But I would the way I kind of look at it as um, as a vocation is. I see, it, I see it as a positive act. I think the word criticism has negative connotations.
0: Totally. But yeah.
1: the way I see it, it's a generative kind of positive thing. It, it's, a, it's an activity that is about adding value to a movie and, mm. um, and adding value to the experience that people have watching a movie. If you read a really good review or a great essay about a film that you've seen, I think it adds in your memory, in your mind, in, in your heart, it adds a layer to your experience of it. It helps people engage on a deeper level. right? Um, You know, for me, it's all about situating a film in a bigger context too. So making connections where I can make connections and, and helping people who don't know a lot about a filmmaker understand, Oh, that's where this person's coming from and making this film. Right. Or, or like, this is how this film relates to other films they've made. Right. So, you know, I think like, like I said, it's a criticism. Film criticism is a positive thing. It's, mm. it's an, it's an act of creativity, almost like an art form in itself.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so it's, it's not just about being on the receiving end. It's about right. um, adding kind of a, your own creative layer to the conversation. For sure.
0: So it, all those things that you just stated there, is that what first made you interested in critiquing film?
1: Uh, Yeah. And, you know, to go back to the thin red line, which is kind of plays a part in this story for me. I, I grew up in a kind of in these two worlds of Christianity and the church and my love of film as being kind of separate, like never really in conversation with each other. Mm -hmm. And the thin red line was the first movie that I saw where it was like, identifiably sacred. It was like, there were like holy moments in watching this film. And the, the words that I was hearing actors say were like prayers, like mm. si- similar to prayers that I've spoken or, you know, expressed to God. So it was, it was a movie that made me bridge the two worlds of like quote unquote secular art, secular movies with my faith and my relationship with God. And so, um, so yeah, so much of what I look at in terms of being a film critic and mo- most of my film criticism has been written for Christian publications and interesting and for Christians. So
0: yeah,
1: I'm trying to kind of model, um, for my fellow believers, my fellow Christians in the church, I'm trying to model like w- healthy ways of integrating these two worlds and, um, and seeing and observing, um, culture and beauty in good, healthy ways.
0: Right. Um, so that's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, you know, the the art of visual media, especially in movies and TV shows, is just increasing in skill and numbers more and more these days. In one sense, it's sort of advanced so fast that I, I can kind of sense that a lot of Christians are just sort of unaware of the effects that it could have um, to their heart and mind. They just sort of They're just being submerged in it kind of suddenly. Um, This is why I I think, you know, every Christian in a sense needs to be a film critic, maybe not to the extent that you're saying, but not formally, but sort of in this informal way for themselves and those around them. So really for this conversation, I want to spend the majority of our time answering sort of the two questions, what do I watch and then how do I watch it? Um, So I guess the first question would be this, what principles should we apply to answer that first question what do i watch so just to give some basic um context you're you're go- you're going to the movies with some friends uh a couple maybe are christians maybe some are non-christians or you're flipping through netflix with your spouse on a wednesday thursday night something like that so right you know what principles should we apply to answer that question
1: yeah no that's a great great question and um it's one i've given much thought to over the years um i think you know as christians the first thing I would say, and it's a little bit cliche because we hear this all the time, but the whole um, uh, verse that Paul says in First Corinthians: "Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial." Right. Um, I think really like getting to the heart of that question: like, is this going to benefit me? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, I have liberty. We, you know, as Christians, we have we're permissible. Things are permissible, but not everything is going to be beneficial. So, I think asking that question of yourself when you're about to spend time and oftentimes money watching a film, uh, is this going to be beneficial to me? Is it, is it, or is it going to be a waste of time? Um, or, you know, worst case scenario, is it going to like, um, harm me? Is it going to move me backwards in my faith and in my growth? Um, I think if we're going to, if we have options to choose from and we have, and we do. We have, you know, a huge amount of media at our disposal to choose totally. from. Yeah. Um, I think that we should be discerning. Like we, we. This is like time of our life that we could be spending doing a whole host of things. So, right. Uh, is this going to benefit me? Is it going to be something that um, grows me? That is edifying? That um, expresses some aspect of goodness, truth, beauty. Yeah. Um, something positive. So I would say that. Would be the first principle. Okay. Um, That's good. Biblical principle. I would bring. I think another thing that I talk about a lot is like art in general, and I would put film in that category. It's such a great opportunity for us as Christians to express gratitude and worship, even if it's not explicitly like Christian. Right. Uh, if it's well made, if it if it shows, if it displays the beauty of the world God has created, mm-hmm. the people God has created those things can be opportunities for us to pause, to, to really like, uh, observe and contemplate things that we often are too busy in in our lives to sit and contemplate and be grateful for.
0: Um,
1: and so that's another question I would ask, is this a movie that's going to like help me appreciate and, you know, worship this, this, this creator God. Another thing that I, I think is important is community, um, is you know because one great thing about film and the arts in general is they can build community. They can connect us with people. They can facilitate healthy conversations. Right. They can they can teach us empathy. Um, they can help us identify with other people's stories that are different from us. Hmm. That's one of one of the great contributions of a well told film or story. So I would ask that question like, how is this film going to like facilitate community in? Um, or is the, or is this just an isolating thing where it 's just me in my dark little room somewhere where i 'm just going to consume this movie or this piece of media in a very self oriented way
0: right yeah
1: I think that that 's unhealthy um, yeah. but if, if there 's a film that it for for some reason, either because it teaches us empathy, it helps us understand another type of person, another group of people or if it's just a movie that we go to see with friends or that we watch and, sure, di- yeah. or that we watch and discuss with our community. Um, I think that's a factor that we should consider. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah. I, I could go on and on, but those yeah. are a few basic. <laughs> no, that's, a,
0: that's really helpful. And just a, a couple of points on that. Your, your second point on like, you know, uh, y- you know, watching a movie and then you, I guess you get encouraged to worship God because of what you see. Maybe it's the you know I you know I've seen Terrence Malick films as well, and he definitely likes to show those long kind of beautiful shots of either nature or just someone walking, and you really see the the beauty of a person or of this the geography of the world, and that can cause you to to worship. Or maybe you're watching BBC's Planet Earth, and sure. you're just like, yeah. this is beautiful, right? Um, yes. You know, I I think the first movie that I watched that really made me see film in a new way was. Um, Gus Van Sant's Elephant. I don't know if you've oh, seen that yeah. movie. Yeah. Yes,
1: it's a great film. Yeah,
0: yeah. and I, when I first watched that, I was pretty young. I was in high school, and it opened my eyes to this new. I hadn't really. I've just seen a lot of Disney action movies, whatever. And then I saw this movie, and it like shook me to the core. And it does like that third point you make about community and empathy. It's here's a high school that has the annoying, jerky jock. You have like the the mentally handicapped girl. You have all, and then suddenly these two guys that are that have these things going on, their lives come in and start shooting, and then every all of them just become equal now, and you right. you feel for every single one, and it, it does, it really does, like make you, it's so right. emotional, right? Right. So I just I totally. I affirm those points that you make. It totally is true.
1: Well, and I think one thing that what you just said brought up in my mind is just you know our world is so fast paced, like we we are so overwhelmed with news and media and we can become numb to it. Like, mm. Oh, there's another, there's another shooting. There's another terrorist attack. There's another like horrible political thing that's going on. Like, and mm. I think what art does and what films especially do, I think is they slow us down. They they actually force us to pause and confront the truth of these things. Right. And they help us to see them maybe for the first time for what they are mm. and, and to truly humanize them and to like, empathize with people um, rather than just to consume them as like tweets and bits and pieces sure. of headlines that come at us yeah so uh, I think one of the beauty beautiful things about movies is uh, that they they slow us down they mm. focus our they focus our attention in such a distracted age yeah. in such a, such a fast-paced world yeah. like where, where else do we sit still in one place and like like focus our gaze on one thing for yeah. two hours good point like the only other place I can think of is church. Right. So that's interesting, right? Like, right.
0: And barely sometimes.
1: <laughs> and and barely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's good. Um, the next question, uh, it's definitely something that's been on my mind, and I think others as well, but uh, it's sort of just a straight question. Is there such thing as some Christians who are quote unquote mature enough um, to watch more? I just put intense there, intense films, maybe that have an excessive amount of gore, or there's nudity, um, or there's just a ridiculous amount of profanity or what have you. Um, and if there is, how do you know if you're that person or not? So, uh, Mm, what do you think about this?
1: Yeah, no, I think, I think it's an important question and, you know, I don't think there's anyone there's because we're human and we're, we're all, um, flesh and blood sinners. Like, I don't think there's anyone who can claim to be like immune or above like all these kind of intense forms of content that you just described. Right. Um, I think there, there can be variations and differences in, in there. So I think some people have a weakness or a vulnerability more about violence and others might have, you know, more sex, sexual temptation. And so nudity and, and and maybe for others like language and the violence of words is, mm. is something that makes them stumble. So I think what we need to do as Christians is to just be self-aware enough to, to know and be honest about like, what is it that I struggle with? If I'm really honest with myself, am I strong enough to watch this film that I know has this sort of content that I struggle with? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and again, it goes back to that question. Is this beneficial? Is it, is it going to be edifying to me to watch this? Right. Um, you know, so for me, like there, there's plenty of films that, even as a film critic where I have to see a lot of films. Um, there's plenty of films that I just won't watch because I know, I I know enough about the director or the film that I just know it's not going to be edifying and Mm -hmm. as as artistic or as critically acclaimed as it might be. Um, if there's just kind of irredeemable, exploitive, explicit content, I, I I, I won't watch or sometimes I've walked out of the theater mid, mid movie. And I think as Christians, we need to, um, be okay with that we need to recognize that there is a line Mm. of of like too much or too far and we need to be very self-aware and think very seriously about what that line is that's
0: good Uh, yeah yeah that's really good point um okay so the second the second i guess question would be this um what kind of critiques you could say, should we learn from, or I guess, learn when watching a movie or TV show? So, um, you know, should we put everything we watch through a gospel lens? And h- how do we do that as sort of being a Christian film critic?
1: Yeah. I mean, for, at first I would say like the word critique, also, it has bad connotations. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it just, it brings to mind like deconstructing, right. kind of taking the fun out of something. So I would like frame it more as like just thoughtful, thoughtful engagement or like thoughtful film watching looking at something on a deeper level um Mm -hmm. and so i often recommend like um when we're talking about film criticism like it doesn't mean that you sit there watching a film and you like analyze and deconstruct everything that's going on Mm -hmm. I, i i often recommend like just enjoy the film first like let it let the film happen to you like right um Let it do what it is trying to do to you in terms of affecting you emotionally, getting you excited, getting you sad, you know, films have this visceral impact that, um, I think we, we need to let that happen to us uh, rather than be so cerebral about it, trying to dissect it. Now, after the film, that's when I really would say like, you know, that's when your thoughtful engagement can start applying to what you just saw. Um, Right. And it, and it forces you to like take time to actually reflect about it because so often in our fast paced like consumeristic world we'll, we'll go to see a movie and like we'll like maybe have a five minute conversation with whoever we went to see the movie with like right in between the time it takes f- from leaving the theater and walking to our cars
0: <laughs> right
1: <laughs> and then maybe may a little bit on the drive home but then it's over then we yeah. forget about it and we move on
0: yeah
1: um, and I think that that's unfortunate because anything good like is going to take time to kind of sit with you and marinate and like uh so i always suggest like take some time to think about it and then then have a conversation if you can yeah Um,
0: that's that's good yeah
1: and and to your question about like does everything need to be put in a gospel lens or whatever i i don't think (laughs) i don't think we need to force like jesus figures onto films or like right we don't have to find like biblical proof texts like to make <laughs> se- to make like sense i think really it's about like like i've mentioned earlier in our conversation like is there goodness is there truth is there beauty in this film does it reveal things about this world right. uh, that helps me appreciate who god is and what mm. he created here and uh is is the image of god which all of us as humans bear the image of God is that? How is that on display? How mm. how are we seeing God in uh, in the way that these films are depicting humanity and the the longings of humanity? The the um, so many films are like prayers in the sense that they're expressing out of a place of pain or longing or frustration. They're right. they're they're almost speaking to God even if they aren't naming God, and so. You know, there's a great book that just came out called Movies Are Prayers by oh. Josh Larson, which I would recommend. Mm. Um, and he talks about this. He goes through like all these different types of prayers, like uh, and then films that he thinks represent those sorts of prayers. Very so, cool.
0: I like that. That's yeah. good. You know, it's interesting. I listened to a uh, uh, a podcast. Uh, I, d- I forget now what it's called. I, I, I was listening to a conversation you had with a couple of guys. Uh, I think was it called Mere Fidelity? I think that's what it was called. Oh, uh, yeah, about
1: silence. Yes, it
0: was both silence. I, I really yeah. enjoyed the conversation. Uh, but something that you said that just reminded me uh, from what you just said now is, you know, you you took your home group to, you know, watch the movie Silence together, um, sort of, I guess, as as an you know an event or whatever. And then you guys yeah. would talk about it. I think that's such a good practical mm-hmm. thing. So mm-hmm. if people are listening yeah. now and they're like, yeah, I lead a small group or whatever, like that's such a great.
1: Totally.
0: Um, obviously, you have to be cautious and make sure that, you know, there are people in your group that aren't going to, you know, uh, be hurt by the things that are in the film. But once that's sort of uncovered and figured out then I think that's such a great way to practice, uh, you know, put this into practice.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's also a great, uh, way to kind of have outreach to your non-Christian friends because like everyone likes movies. And if there's, if there's a great movie that has spiritual themes or something like, like silence, it's a Martin Scorsese film, like all of my, like, non-Christian friends who I went to film school with, like we're going to go see that movie because it's Scorsese. So right. films create this kind of common ground, this cultural like water cooler connection right? where, <laughs> where I think we as Christians, we should not, not that we should make films into this utilitarian thing where it's only about like kind of setting us evangelism
0: some, or something. It's yeah.
1: yeah. It's only about setting up evangelistic conversations, but that is a side effect that can be a really good thing is if, if we can learn how to talk about films well and to really love them well and engage them well, that can be a great bridge to, um, to have conversations about God and faith because I think films so often are implicitly exploring that territory.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, sort of as our last question here, Brett. Um, what advice, since you are obviously this formal and informal film critic, and you just you, you love the art of film, and you're a, and you're also a Christian, you love the gospel, and these different things. What advice would you just give uh, young adults, millennials, who are just submerged in this visual media world?
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's 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 overwhelming um, how much media there is coming at us every day so i think the first piece of advice i would give is just moderation like be discerning in how much time you're spending each day each week like watching right films like or or just spending time looking at screens like i and this is someone who loves film talking like i think that we can only spend so much of our lives looking at screens and at media like Mm. we're physical beings who were created for physical reality so I would say like get outside like (laughs) you know do things with physical people like in physical presence with friends like uh, so moderation is key to navigating all of this and also another aspect of the whole like overwhelming amount of content is it can be hard to know what to choose and I myself know the pain of like sitting with my Netflix queue or my list <laughs> and like yes. spent spending like an hour just trying to decide what to watch. Oh, and then I know. by the time I finally decide, it's like I've wasted like so much time. So
0: totally get it. Yeah.
1: And, and the same is true of like the internet generally, I think we can waste so much time just kind of wandering around. And before we know it, we, we've clicked on this link and clicked on this and we, two hours have passed and we're like, what did I just do with my life? Right. So I think listening to the recommendations of trusted people is key. Like, instead of just kind of meandering around, wandering around Netflix or the internet, like, list, fi- identify people that you trust, whether it's a film critic or just a person that has good taste, who you trust, and, and listen to their recommendations and let yeah. that be a guide. The final thing I'll say is focus on time tested things things that have endured so mm-hmm. we live in this world where there's like new things every second and like there's like a great tv show one week but then everyone's forgotten about it and moved on to another thing yeah. the next week so there's no there's no reason why you have to be like always like consuming the new like right like, why don't you spend your time on the things from ten years ago that people are still talking about? That are yeah, that's good. You know, like the sh- the show Friday Night Lights. Like, that's a show that ended. You know, I don't know, five years ago. But mm-hmm. more and more people are recognizing that, that was an amazing show mm-hmm. for the five years it was on TV. And so there's so many great films from you know 60 years ago that people are still being impacted by. Right, so that's good. Focus focus on those enduring things rather than the fleeting like flash-in-the-pan movies yeah. that no one's going to remember.
0: Yeah, I, I can't help thinking about worship music as you say that as well, so... Or worship oh, song. totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, Totally applies the same sort of thing. But anyways, um, thanks again, Brett, for chatting with me today. It means a lot. Um, If you're listening and you're interested in more of, uh, yeah, just uh, Brett's reviews or um, I've even been on his site and he has recommendations of, or not recommendations, but movies that he's listed as some of his favorites of the year or of all time, different things like that. Uh, So it's definitely worth checking out. So you can do that at BrettMcCracken.com. I'll also put all the links uh, and his newer book as well on the episode podcast page but again brett thank you so much for spending some time with me today yeah
1: thank you so much isaac it was great
0: that was writer and film critic brett mccracken like i said all the links to the related things that we were talking about will be on the episode page found at indout.ca if you live in canada or indout.com if you live in the states Hey, by the way, some great news. Uh, recently, a group of supporters of InDoubt got together to create a ministry match campaign. And what this means is that for every dollar that you may give to support In Doubt during the month of October, another dollar will be given up to $12,500. So I, I really can't tell you how much this would impact the ministry of Indoubt. So, you know, consider the cost of a coffee. Sacrificing that cost, maybe $5, you give that to In Doubt, that automatically becomes $10. Or a gift of 10 would become $20, and you kind of get the idea all the way up to 12,500. Now, if you think about this and you pray about it and that's something you wanna do, you can call us to make a gift at 1-800-663-2425. You can give online at indo.ca. Or you can text to GIVE by texting 604-670-5179. Again, I can't tell you how much this would mean to the ministry moving forward, so thanks in advance. Well, I'm Isaac, and next week we talk with Jonathan Lehman from Nine Marks, asking the question, how do I know if I'm in a good church? See you then.